0: Determination. I just wanted to be different. I wanted to just go in and say, okay, you know what? I just wanna I just wanna change my situation. In my area, I've always been the guy that's always like trying to advocate for like just let's do something different, man. Let's just work as a team and let's just be millionaires, you know, whatever age that is, I don't know, but let's just be millionaires, let's just go out there and just do as much as we can do together. But for one reason or another, people didn't really take to what I was saying. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna do it myself. I was in certain places, I was sitting in a corner and I'll just be doing the DMs or the messages, just copy paste. These guys will do what they're doing. I'm in a corner, just, okay, copy paste. I'm like, bro, trust me, this is gonna work. This is gonna work. Like, oh, why are you saying, what's going on? Why are you doing? Like, bro, trust me, see what I'm doing here? Trust me, it's gonna work. And then four months later, boom, made my first 40K.
1: you as an individual like you're very multifaceted like there's six businesses that are counted at least (laughs) that you're that you're involved in but I'm pretty sure there's more um, in there and like they span the realm of like luxury but also clothing but with luxury in particular yeah
0: yeah.
1: when did you have an eye or when did you start to develop such an expensive taste (laughs) So it came from my cousin.
0: So my cousin, um, Alexander Mosu, uh, had the um, world's most expensive suit. So when I came back from Nigeria, him and his brother had um, a business together um, around customization of phones. So naturally, when I came in, I'm more of like a hustler. I'm like, listen, give me anything. I'll I'll push it. I'm trying to make money here, but I want to do it legit. I don't want to go out and do some crazy stuff because it's so accessible around me. I want to be different. I've Mm. always wanted to be different. So... I said to my uh, my cousin who is younger than Alex, he's the youngest of the family in their family, Um, and um, I said to him, look. He said to me, look, you want to come on board? I'm like, yeah, I want to come on board. We then he then introduced me to his brother, who is Alex. We we all know each other, but as for like formally, like, look, he's gonna help with this, and then we kind of. Went through the different ropes of, okay, this is what this company is about. This is what you need to do. This is going to be your position. I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'm, I'm down. Just teach me the ropes. I'll learn. I'll, I'll pick it up. And then that's how I kind of developed, you know, um, a conversation with them and then moved into like handling products to move to even having my own of the products that we were selling to clients. Mm-hmm. Um, learned marketing quite quickly, actually, because I was determined. It was like, listen, I'm going to teach myself how to reach out to customers and try my best to persuade them or try my best to get them to purchase a product or even at least see it. Um, So I did that through like Twitter, I did that through emailing, did that through through several ways. Twitter was a good one actually. Um, And then, yeah, that was kind of how I got to grips with it. You know, I sent out some not so great emails um, because I didn't know the type of English to use Mm -hmm. and the tone and all the rest of it. But, you know, with time, I kind of, Picked up on what I needed to say and how I needed to say it, Um, and then yeah, just kind of went from there. Because what
1: was the first product? It was a phone. It was a
0: phone, luxury phone. So the phone was um, a gold phone, gold plated. We Mm -hmm. handled gold plated. Um, So there was two sides of the company. There was Alex Omosu, which started from Alex, and then we have had Amosu Couture, Mm -hmm. um, which was the subsidiary of that company. So Amosu did dealt with pure solid gold and. Uh, genuine stones, diamonds. And most couture dealt with gold plating and Swarovski stones. Um, similar or even same process, just one is more higher end than the other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I focus on that. But at times we would get like a referral, or oh, what? Can I have it in solid
1: gold instead of gold plated? Mm-hmm. And then that's how kind. That's basically where it all began for me. Oh wow! Oh yeah. wow! That's amazing. Yeah, because um, when I think of customized phones, I think I remember seeing. Like years ago, yeah. I think two chains, dumb dumb thing about the most expensive phone, yeah, like diamond encrusted, yeah, in. yeah. So you guys were like innovators, in that yeah, space before,
0: and the yeah, shit. way before that was that was way. guess when he done the most expensive or whatever yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> before that,
1: way, way before that, way way before
0: that, we we were we were dealing with that mm-hmm. um, a long long time before that show started coming out. I mean, I'm talking 2000 and well, I started getting into it 2009, yeah. 2008 maybe, probably even before that actually is when I came back from uni. So I came. So when did I start uni? Something like that, 2000 and something. Mm. Um, Early, early doors. And then shortly after, not shortly, I I was involved in that business for, I could say four or five years. But that was when I joined. Remember, they'd been doing it before. Mm -hmm. Um, And then kind of got to grips with it quite heavily. Um, And then, yeah, we just kind of developed an understanding for luxury. Because you you get to see, like, imagine someone spending two grand on a a phone that's like 200 pounds yeah do you know what i'm saying just to have it different to somebody else you're like what kind of money do you have mm. you know like and then it's not just one person it's not just two people it's like hundreds of clients you know like, where are these guys, where are these guys from? coming from yeah. you know then we started dealing with russians then that's where i learned about dubai mm-hmm. um it was mainly russians and people from dubai you know mainly yeah. those were like the top clients and there were people in like asia we had some customers from Asia. We had like, um, I don't know if I should say this, but we had like, you know, that condom country, um, company called skin. Yeah. We had them before they blew up. We had them. They asked us to do like iPods. I remember the a logo like years after, mm-hmm. but it became popular. I'm like, yo, I swear I've got that. I have this logo somewhere like in my phone <laughs> and I looked, I'm like, yeah, it's the same company. Damn and they God. asked us to customize some iPods for them. Uh, I think we did an iPhone. They, they asked for quite a few things. I think mm-hmm. like five or six things.
1: Cause where they're using it as like gifting. Gifting, yeah. I ah. mean,
0: I don't know what they used it for. Yeah. It could have been from the CEO as a gift. It could have been for somebody in a company. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I assumed it was for, for that. Got it. And so when you, cause you said that you done it straight
1: after uni, right? I was doing it while I was in why uni. why did you do Cause yeah, you yeah, studied yeah, engineering yeah. at uni. Yeah, I was studying engineering at uni, yeah. So then at that point, did you always know that you wanted to go into business or like an engineering was like your backup plan? What was your thinking you know, at So I always knew that I could hustle. That was, that's one thing I knew yeah. I
0: could do. I mean, I'd, I'd been hustling straight from the playground in mm. primary school or secondary, it primary and secondary school. So I knew that, okay, I had a knack for, you give me something, I'm going to find someone to buy it.
1: Yeah.
0: Or I'm going to create something and I'm going to sell it to somebody. Um, and uh the question you said the question was it so you bit, engineering, yeah so yeah. so yeah, I went into engineering the engineering thing was because I enjoyed um computers, but I also enjoyed um numbers mm. like I know computers and numbers kind of work hand in hand um so i kind of got it i went into that just to kind of like make my mum happy, you know yeah. like okay, you know you want me to go uni I'm gonna go to go it so I'm going to study. I didn't have an inclination of business like official business so then when i was in uni i, I was like I, I started taking like um gold ipads to school i, I had a gold ipad at the time <laughs> what from your cousin yeah 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 i, oh. I made one for myself as well so right. it's like i had a go hide i'm like people are looking at me like <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got a gold yeah. iPad because like i don't look like the person to have a gold ipad mm. so everyone's looking at me like it was weird mm. I, I didn't realize it was weird till after like thinking back on it it's like you know what That was actually a weird experience yeah
1: you're using a gold iPad. yeah like
0: who does he think he is? You know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're not from any wealthy family. Like this is the stuff that you see, like the Arabs be Mm -hmm. doing. Like, you know, I'm not Arab. I'm not even a black Arab, you know? So yeah. So that whole business thing didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't ever on my mind. Mm -hmm. I just, in my head, I just kind of classified it as I'm going to hustle. That's it. Um, Whatever that means, it's what it means. Um, So yeah, that was it. And then I kind of fell into business full time when I, it's funny because I was I I started working because I didn't get an engineering job. Mm. I've never gotten an engineering job. Did you want one? I did want one. Yes, Mm. I I sent. I could say thousands of emails, Mm. and everyone came back to me saying um, they don't have. If you if you don't have experience, we can't take you. I hate that one. But I'm like, how am I supposed to get experience if I'm in uni studying to get experience? Exactly. So it was like, all right, well. Okay, so I, I kept trying, kept trying, kept trying. And then it just, for me, I just got fed up. I was like, you know what, cool, whatever. I'm just mm-hmm. going to stick with what I'm doing with my cousin and do a regular job, which was, you know, paying, I think, between 10 and 20 pound an hour, depending on what I was doing. But then I was more determined. I was like, you know what, I'm also going to work harder as well. I'm going to I'm gonna do two or three jobs on a, on a go so I can afford a new pair of trainers or a, a new jacket or some clothes. You know, just yeah. these luxury things or these, you know, things that, you know you want to use to wear and you know gucci gucci scarf gucci belt all of that stuff um so that's what i did do did that for for a very long time um and then i was introduced to the world of watches um and at that point it was like the custom phones was like becoming a bit more like it became a, like a saturated market like was, there was more than a few companies doing it now mm-hmm. it was like oh like everybody's now doing this like it's all right, well, I need to look for something of my own. Yeah. Um, and then I got introduced to somebody in the watch market um, and then he taught me about watches. Because I was asking him, okay, like, what do I need to do? What, what, like, teach me. He's like, all right, cool. Well, if you're seriously on making money, then this is what you need to do. Ask me any question whenever you like. And that's what I did. What did he tell you to do? He, sa- he said, these are the, he showed me like two million pounds worth of inventory, stock. I've seen that cash, like, that's like valued Two million yeah. plus, just of watches. This is before the watch hype. This is before everybody started. Every so those watches must be worth like all, all, yeah. yeah, at the time it wasn't worth what they were now. Yeah. I can tell you maybe a good eighty percent of those watches have doubled in price since he showed me. Mm. Like if we were going on those same watches, they'd probably be it. Probably
1: be worth four million now. So when he showed you those watches, I didn't know what any of them were. So yeah, because was it was it the fact of like these. Items that yeah. are just like that yeah, are worth so much—that's yeah. what intrigued you the most. Yeah.
0: Well, it, yes, because I wanted to appeal to—I wanted to connect with uh, a, a different demographic of people. Mm-hmm. I wanted people that could spend anything from ten thousand to a million. Why? Th- I don't know. I just wanted to—I I wanted to widen my network because I'm, I'm from the hood, bro. Like, I don't see these things regularly. It's yeah. not like I don't live in Knightsbridge. I don't mm-hmm. see someone pulling up in a Lamborghini every five minutes, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like, all oh, Rolls like these things. When I see them, they still wow me. You know, I can have clients who have these things, and I've got clients that do. But it's like when I see it in flesh, it's like, wow, this is like this is not normal for me. Mm. And I'm happy. To, I can, I can sit stand on that and say, yeah, you know, I'm 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 that person. I yeah. I, I I I do still feel amazed to see these things, and like, it, I'm like in awe. Like, rah, wow, you managed to get this car, man. This car is like 200 bags. Like, this is like a million. This is like, yo, this is crazy. You know, like I'm thinking, what? <laughs> the guy like I can't wait to be that guy you know so that's that's how it for me it was like I wanted to find a way to get into that network or that uh that community of people you know that demographic people who can spend so I said okay the only way or one of the things that I know is watches Right, not many people are in, into watch. Well, at the time, not into watches. Then the only people that were into watches were the wealthy people. Mm. And when I say wealthy people, who were wealthy, mm. they buy like four, or five watches, give them to their family members, and then you know they kind of you know keep them as like heirlooms or keep them in the family, like and pass them around. That those were the people I wanted. But more specifically, I wanted the Middle Eastern, mm. so all the people from the Gulf, which is uh, Kuwait, Qatar, Oman, uh, Oman, Bahrain. Saudi Arabia and UAE.
1: Why those guys? Because especially if you're doing the mobile phone business, yeah. and a lot of your customers were from, say, Russia. Yeah. How come you wanted to go switch to the UAE guys? But,
0: I don't know because I felt for some reason my my see something with me is when I have an energy about mm. something, when I have a feeling about something, it's like just do it, yeah. do it, do that. So for me, I'd always I wouldn't say idolise the people from the from the Middle East, but I'd always seen them do some crazy stuff Mm. you know i've always heard about it as well but i've never really had direct communication with them yeah it always been through someone via via someone i I wanted to if, if i say i'm sitting with the Sheikh of qatar for instance or the emir of this or I wanna tell you I'm doing that. I don't wanna say, oh, so and so introduced me to so and so who's friends of so and so I'm trying to get get straight to the you know, to the plug basically. <laughs> um so that's that's how I see it. So in my head it was like, okay, cool. If I'm gonna focus, let me focus on these guys more specifically. So I started doing research.
1: Mm.
0: I know we went I know the question was, you know, the business. No, it's fine, keep going, keep going. So so I started doing research. I'm like, okay, cool. I know these guys, they they're very um they love they, they have this thing about families, right? And, and it's like, I don't know, the, the royal families are really, it's a different structure. They, they're more reachable than everyone else, but people don't know who to reach. So I started sitting, I sat on the, in, on, the, on the internet, and I Googled, I said, okay, who is the royal family in UAE? Who's the royal family in Bahrain? Who's the royal family in Qatar? Who's the royal family in Saudi Arabia? And then I started getting information. And then I started realizing that it's the last names of people that kind of puts them in that category of, you know, royal personnel, someone in the royal family or, or the family. So I started researching them on social media. So once I researched them on social media, I could see they're all there, but people are really tapping into them because it's like, mm, they're just the rich guys, nobody, they, they don't have, there's nothing interesting about them. I'm like, yeah. perfect. Now I can reach out to some of these guys and more than likely someone, if I reach out to 101 of them is gonna re- respond back to me. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. I picked one I picked those countries those six countries and I reached out to them on Instagram and Twitter I wasn't really big on Instagram that time but I was using Twitter which also I wasn't big but I used um, my company account to co- communicate um, this new concept so I so uh, if we go back slightly I sat with one of my friends Mikey and we devised a plan to say okay cool let's let's create um, let this company you want to create you want to design watches how do we get people to see what you're designing so he said to me Mike said learn how to create 3d models and make it look as realistic as possible with the design new design that you want because you know people all everyone's got a Rolex all these guys have Rolexes mm-hmm. but Rolex don't offer a bespoke service where they put your name make Arabic numerals or Hindi Arabic um, which is the more um, actual name for it which are numerals that go around the hour numerals um, anyway, so we came up with the idea to do to learn, but I said, you know what, that's so long, man, I don't want to learn. Let me pay someone to create the models, the 3D models, make it look as realistic as possible, and I'll sell the images to people. Mm-hmm. So I will tell them this is the actual watch, which is a render, and then once they pay, I'll go buy the actual watch, customize it, and send it to them or deliver it to them by hand. And that's exactly what we did. There's so many
1: areas of that story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Come on. Know, know, that's man. it. That's it. Cause um like just this I think just the thing that strikes me the most is the strategic vision in the sense of like, okay, here are the people. Let me break it down to its basis yeah, forms yeah, yeah. and say, okay, I'm gonna approach this person. Yeah. So when you were approaching them, yeah, like at that point you didn't know much about watches. I d I didn't know much about, but I knew enough to begin. Yeah. So what was that opening like Cold d m looking like it was looking like um hey sir, or whoever it was, um
0: or their name um we have this you know uh watch you might be interested in it, or I said something like, I don't know what I say I said, um this is the new boom like new watch, it's called this, um and then we put a link and put the image, and that mm-hmm. was it, really, mm-hmm. so just to get them like it was almost like i was i was is it cold calling But at the same time, I was like trying to make them feel like, okay, like this is this 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 as real as possible. This is real as possible, but this connects with me because it has my it has my it has my country logo on it. Okay, because that was part of the design that I didn't mention before. We designed something specific to the person's country. So the reason why I researched those last names was to know who to pinpoint those designs to. So I do like six different designs. Mm -hmm. The only difference in those designs may be color and. The country emblem that's it, and then I do those renders, then I'll send them to the people who had those last names um and then just keep sending them and then what i'd also do is look at the people that they followed mm. and did the same thing mm. and then look for them again, the same and just kept on going. It was like an ongoing chain, yeah to the point where Twitter said to me that they're putting me like, no, stop, you can't message anymore. How many people were you messaging? I was
1: hundreds of people yeah, yeah what, on a daily basis? on a daily basis. Daily basis, mm. messaging hundreds of people. So, how did you make your own like profile look? Because I imagine if I get a DM mm. with someone telling me that that trying to sell watches, yeah. I'd think it's a scam. Yeah. So how did you overcome so, that barrier?
0: So, and this is another reason why I went to the Middle East. Middle East people are a bit more open. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't immediately reject um, because remember they. Everybody knows who they are, but no, nobody really wants to have a conversation with them. So. Somebody who isn't kind of... For me, anyway, I was like, look, this is the perfect moment, time to reach out to these guys. And that's why I did the images mm. that had their country. Because, yeah, they w- will look at it as a as a, spa, as a spam email or message. But when you've put something that connects with them directly, because they're very patriotic, that was the word I was looking for. Mm. They were like, oh, yeah, this looks like a scam, but, whoa, this looks all right. And by that time, I'd already created like an Instagram profile that had... Had started, we started having like images on there and, you know, it kind of getting reactions and people kind of commenting. So it was almost like they, the link and the image kind of made sense. Yeah. So it kind of tapped into them and said, okay, all right, this might be a spam, but I like what I'm seeing. Let me mm. research further. These guys, they, they, bro, they're so rich. They just sit sometimes and do nothing. It worked, yeah. So it's like, okay, let me just see anyway. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. yeah, we
1: was lucky enough to get
0: one of those clients to actually place an order. Amazing. So
1: then at this point, right? So you have your three jobs. Yeah. Is this after the um the mobile phone? Yeah. This is after so, the mobile phone. So then how long are we talking from when the first guy showed you, say, two million pounds inventory yeah, to yeah. when you made your first sale? Four months, I think. Was, I think. About four months. What was keeping you going to say that this is actually gonna work? Determination.
0: I just wanted to be different. I wanted to just go in and say, Okay, you know what? I just wanna I just wanna change my situation. I didn't yeah. wanna be I didn't, cause in my area, I've always been the guy that's always like trying to advocate for like, just let's do something different, man. Let's just work as a team and let's just be millionaires, you know, whatever age that is, I don't know, but let's just be millionaires. Let's just Mm -hmm. go out there and just do as much as we can do together. But for one reason or another, people didn't really take to what I was saying. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna do it myself. You know, I was in certain places, I wouldn't say, I was in certain places, I was sitting in a corner, and I'll just be doing the DMs or the messages, just copy-paste. These guys will do what they're doing. I'm in a corner, just, okay, copy-paste. I'm like, bro, trust me, this is going to work. This <laughs> is going to work. Like, oh, why are you saying, what's going on? Why are you doing? This? Bro, trust me, see what I'm doing here? Trust me, it's going to work. And then four months later, boom, made my first 40K. Done. Because where where was
1: that conviction coming from, do you
0: think? I'm just I'm natural like that. If you, I mean, if you ask anyone, even from school, they'll say, yeah, he's always been on something different. Mm. Like, I've always wanted to... Yeah, like I would, I would literally fall out of my friends because somebody spoke the wrong way, you know. Like you said something you wasn't supposed to say, like, and then you try to make people ridicule me. It's like, what you want to ridicule? Listen, f you lot, I'm not running with you guys no more. Mm. And that's 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 been my attitude from day dot. So you're very like strong, yeah, yeah. Strong. Oh, I have to be, man. I have yeah. to be. If I bro, oh, I'll, I'll break down if I don't, mm. you know. Because there's so many. Um, I've had to overcome so many things mentally as well, like, you know, my dad not being around, my mum, uh, you know, raising us, but she's a woman, so she doesn't really know what goes on in a man's body, to be honest. Um, I, Always in fights, going to school, everybody's dressed like with garments, but, you know, you're in like some dead, yeah. you know, kicks or, you know, people trying to diss you. It's like, what, you're dissing me? right, I'm going to it's rumble, us beef, I'm on (laughs) it. You know, so it's like, you can't like, after so much, and then I'd I'd start hanging out with older guys, like, you know, to understand a bit more wisdom and to understand like, how they move around. Do you know what I'm saying? Like people are, you're trying to beg friend, but actually what I was doing was I was learning from people who are older so that by the time I actually get there, I'm already ahead already. Mm. So, there was, those were the kind of mental things that I had to deal with from a young age. So that kind of spills over into like me as an individual. So when people say, I can't do it, bro, if you told me that I can't do this, what we're doing right now, I would purposely go and do it just to prove I can, it can be done by yeah. me. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that. that's like how I think, that's how I move, you know? Um, and that's what I had to overcome on a, like, almost like an, on a daily basis, so that I can just prove to myself that you are capable of doing it. Cause I doubt myself a lot, man bro trust me like you like every like every so often even till very recently i just doubt myself it's like are you sure are you sure you can do that are you can but it's like i imagine battling with yourself to yeah. tell yourself that you can do it but yourself is telling you you can't do it mm. that's what i go through personally so if somebody else is telling me i can't do it i'm like bro i've already done this i've already had this war already with myself there's no way that you're telling me i can't do what you're doing mm. because I've, I've had that same argument with myself so if anything you like it when someone tells you that then it says what? Alright,
1: cool, cool. cool, That's
0: <laughs> that's me. That is me exactly. It's that is exactly me. Yeah. You know, so you know that, that's that's even doing this hat brand. You know, people say to me, "Oh, why are you doing a hat brand?" It's like, oh. I'm like, do you understand how much could potentially come out of this hat brand if it's done correctly?
1: Mm.
0: They don't. You know, we compare ourselves to New Era. They're like, "You bro, what the f are you doing? Like, you can't be doing that." Like, New Era, bro. Like yeah, all right, no problem. I'm gonna put in as much work to make this work, so that I can come back to you five, ten years from now to tell you I told you so. Yeah, that's what I'm on. You know, so that's been my attitude every step of the way. Every like, it, like when I got kicked out of school, I went to Nigeria. It's a new environment, new territory. Everything's new, and I and I didn't go to Nigeria in like a fancy spot. Like I went to like where the the ghetto basically of Nigeria or Lagos, and. Like I'm there. They're looking at me. They say this, 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 this thing that they say, um, Ajay Bottas, means that like you're like a sweet boy. Yeah. Like you can't do what we do. You're not, you're not ready. You're not from, you're not from here. You know, you're just soft. I said, yeah, <laughs> all right, cool. I want to prove to you that I'm on this thing. The way you look, I'm on it as well. So, so when I was there, I showed them like, listen, I'm on what you might not on. Even probably you're probably not on what I'm on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd get into certain situations like. I can handle myself, you know. And they'll be like, Bro, "Okay, you can do that." And that's again, you see that mental battle with myself again. When someone is telling me you're you sweet boy, I'm like, "Bro, you don't know what you're talking about." Like, even I went to a boarding school in Nigeria in in Ogun State actually, not Lagos. Up, they they told me to go to Ogun State for this um this uh, private school. It wasn't so; it was private, but it was like you still had like some like tough guys there yeah. as well. And then. Someone there try to test me. I'm like, because they try, again, they hear your accent. You're like, they take, they make, the, they, now they're taking sh- the mick out of you. So you're like, nah, man, you can't, you lot can't be bullying me. I'm not, I'm not the one that gets bullied. <laughs> it's not happening. So I had to, I had to get in a few, you know, and I had to show them. And then when I showed them, it's like, oh. Mm, new level of respect. So that's what you're on. I said, I told you that's what I was on. But you look, because I was slim and everybody's much bigger. I said, listen, I got fish, you know, I can move, you know. Yeah. I, and when they saw what I was active on, they were like, oh, okay. Because was one guy who was trying to, was trying to you know, take the mick out of me. And I was like, yeah, all right, say no more. Keep doing that and mm. watch. He kept doing it. I said, all right, that's it. And I'm there by myself. I don't have no gang, I have no friends like that. I'm, imagine being dumped in somewhere, like you have no brothers, siblings that are with you. You're by yourself, yeah. literally by yourself. A boarding house, no family anywhere. Even where your family lives is like two towns away. Mm-hmm. So there's no immediate like, oh, I'm going to my uncle's house or my auntie's house or my cousin's in this boarding, it's literally by myself. So again, another mental warfare is like, listen, I'm here by myself. I've got to defend myself. Doesn't matter what happens. I have to defend myself. Yeah, okay, I'll give people the respect they want, but if it gets too much, I got a back. I have to back myself. Mm. I have to sometimes. Sometimes I don't sleep because like, i these guys trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, in a boarding house, you don't know what could go down. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm trying to, you know. So once they saw that, you know, yeah, I had to, you know, I had to tell that guy to show. To tell him I had to show him. Mm. When I showed him, he didn't come out looking good. I promise you, even I looked at him as like, a. Okay, you know, so yeah, so yeah.
1: That's interesting because I remember when I think back at school times, it's the, it's like I feel like your response was like, okay, keep going, mm. I'm gonna get you. Whereas mm. the the ones who had like an older brother or mm. older cousins, mm. they'll keep on running their mouth because yeah, it wouldn't be them yeah. that will get involved. Yeah, yeah, It'd be someone yeah, else yeah, yeah. that will fight their battles for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's such an interesting like battleground, battleground or mm. training for what you might eventually go through yourself when it's just you and you have no one else to rely on, you know? And so we're talking about like people who might underestimate you. So let's go to that first transaction. Mm. You made it, Mm -hmm. the first meeting. Mm -hmm. What was that like?
0: So the first transaction was uh, from a royal family member in Kuwait. Um, And I didn't actually meet him. I met his wife and she facilitated the the deal Mm -hmm. um, or the transaction, I should say. Um and then once the watch was completed, I offered to hand deliver it to him in Kuwait. Um and he offered to pay for my flight. I was like, nah, you know, pride now. I'm like, nah, man, I'll cover it I'll cover the you know, I'll cover it myself. Um just you know, just have me when I get there, just make sure I get out of the yeah. uh, the the airport okay. Um and have someone there for me if possible. And he said, Okay, no problem. So I got there. They they basically picked me up right from the um, the door of the air, aircraft and walked me straight through, literally diplomat. That was telling it was crazy. Um, and then I got my stamp. book. they put me in a car. Like it was, it was like they passed me from one person to the <laughs> next. I was like, yo, what's going on here? Uh, you know, I was just followed Like you yeah, we'll go this way. And I'm speaking Arabic. I couldn't speak Arabic or understand it. Um, yeah, and that was that was it. And then he invited me to a chalet. So he, he put me up in a hotel, and then from the hotel, um, I went
1: to the chalet. Yeah, right by the Red Sea. Crazy. Okay. It was crazy, crazy. So it was like a simple transaction. You didn't feel like? Did you? Have you ever had instances where in the first meeting they kind of like misjudged you? Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah. I've had clients that um,
0: they they meet because my brand is almost faceless, right? Mm-hmm. They they've met me that. They, you know and then years later they're like oh yo I like what you guys are doing I'd love to make an order you know it's nice I like you you know I wasn't sure before but now I am sure You're good <laughs> I said okay cool just make that transaction let's get this thing cracked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying so that's
1: that's been um, yeah that has been the case yeah so yeah. you have to make sure like Keep it business at all times. Has there been issues? Has there been times where you've had to like withhold, just like hold yourself back? I don't hold myself back. When it comes to clients, I don't hold myself back. It's, it's bad though. I should. I should, But
0: so basically, uh, I don't know how much of this story I can actually sit talk about. But that um, I did have a client that um, he he said something that I didn't like. What did he say? He 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 basically made out that I was stealing from him. So he, this is like a six-figure deal. Okay. He paid six figures and he still had six figures to pay. Um, and he, at at one stage, I don't know what, what happened because I was helping him with another business transaction. And then for some reason, he just flipped.
1: Hmm.
0: And then he was like, "Ah, oh, like, oh, like, this is taking long. And he kind of, the way he worded it was almost like, I'm stealing from him. I'm like, yo, like I'm not trying to steal from you. Like stealing from you it is, is, is not good for me. You have he actually had my like um my ID and everything cuz I gave him cuz he wanted to we wanted to uh, deal in something else as well. So yeah. I gave him my ID just to show that I'm a trustworthy individual. And then he started making out that I was trying to steal from him because it took longer than we we it wasn't even it didn't even take longer than we we predicted or we estimated. It was actually still within the window. So I don't know, he just kind of went Crazy, I'm like, listen, stop acting like a woman, man. Mm. And then from there he just went. Phew. He said, Whatever it takes, I'm going to take the lawyers to you, this, that, and that. And in the end, you know what happened? What? He owes me money now. I I I did everything. Mm-hmm. I even flew out to the country, gave him the product, or gave his uh, his PA the product or products. Um I spent a lot of money to get to that country. Um and, and yeah, they didn't they didn't pay me
1: they didn't pay me the money. How did you follow through with the deal? Sorry. Why did you follow through? Like, um, especially if he's mistreating you.
0: Because I was the kind of guy to say to him, "Listen, I'm not trying to rob you. I know I'm black, and I know that's probably your reason why you're like a bit skeptical, yeah. right? But I'm trying. I've got this thing where it's like I'm going to prove to you that I can still move in the same spaces as you, being an honorable person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But sometimes it, it's to my detriment because, like now, I'm owed ten grand. Yeah,
1: that's
0: never been paid. Yeah. You know, and and that's. That's the reality of it, bro. You just write it off. I just write it off, man. You know, it helps me in taxes because, you know, I think there was one year that I had heavy taxes. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, bro. <laughs> that's a loss. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. I can write it off. So
1: so yeah. Um but yeah, that's that was that was uh, the situation. That's awesome. So then how have you developed like that business and like made yourself such a focal point, say within the luxury space?
0: I still don't think that we are a focal point. I, I feel we I feel our work kind of um, people see but people don't acknowledge i feel we're we're a reference point mm. i could say you know um i don't know if that's the same thing as focal but i'd say you know we we are in a space where because
1: people don't like customization you know well that's the thing right because with watches especially yeah. like how do you find the right balance between something which is customized yeah. but also something which holds its value
0: and that's why i targeted collectors they don't give a shit about value bro don't they no the value is what they purchase. Sentimental value is what they, they maintain. See, I always thought that collectors collect There's two as collectors. in where's an investment. No, collectors don't, no. Pe- you're talking about dealers. People okay. who collect as an investment are, are buying to sell later. That's a dealer a collector someone that purchases like okay like these trainers or these hats here let me see these trainers so I'm wearing like a, like a I don't know if it's special it's like a some special edition trainers right yeah. somebody will buy these right a dealer will buy these with the intent to sell it again at a higher cost to what he bought it for right yeah. cool a collector will buy it to enjoy wear do you know what I'm saying no intent to sell it maybe some time down the line might do like okay you know what I'll sell it but that's not the original intention. Mm-hmm. It's to buy, to keep, to keep acquiring. Mm-hmm. To keep, not even acquiring, that's what deal is. To, like, to, just to keep ha- getting and to admire, enjoy, feel, look, touch, you know, all these things. They just, oh yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it, yeah, I got that, yeah, I got it. I got yeah, I like it. You know, yeah. you know, when I wear it, it makes me feel this way. I remember when I bought it when I was having a situation with this person or that person, and I still remember it when I, every time I wear it. You know, that's what a collector is, bro.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not a dealer buys because he or she wants to make money so they've had this preconception of okay maybe if i hold this for like the next five years i'm going to sell it on
1: mm-hmm.
0: and make more money or maybe even in the next couple of months
1: you know and make more money from it or they try and get it for the low so they can sell it for the high Got it. so do you think that mentality still remains or are people more moving towards a dealer dealer mindset because i, I don't know I so like, collectors, yeah so, so collectors
0: i collectors i work with yeah those are the guys that give me they they pay for my services Mm -hmm. and i say collectors because these guys have over 50 to 100 watches over that's like benchmark for them right i I met a client the other day said he's got 246 watches wow and he's buying a bespoke timepiece from me Mm -hmm. right and bespoke meaning he's customizing the dial having something on it that's personal to him Everything about the watch is still original. The only thing that's been changed is the dial to give it more sentimental value to him. The brand, I will not say, uh, won't do it for him the way I'm going to do it for him Yeah. because they just don't offer that service any longer. So, yeah, that's that's what a collector is. Somebody yeah. who actually buys to enjoy for himself. The guy said to me, he said, listen to me. He said, I'm, the ally, I'm rich. <laughs> I don't need no money. <laughs> You know when someone says that to you, it just that's exactly what I'm like,
1: say okay. less. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like
0: I'm like I thought, you know, like, I'm rich. Like, you know, there's not many people that can actually say I'm rich. Yeah. There's people that hustle like they're doing well. But for a man to say, I'm rich,
1: mm-hmm. okay, that's that is different. Yeah. So those are my clients. Those are the kind of clients I work with. It's so interesting, because now that I'm thinking about it, it's like even just from the original business plan. Mm-hmm. Because you're focusing on customizations yeah. rather than dealers, then you're already focusing on like a very niche yeah, subset yeah, of customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you wanna attack attach attach them or attack them. You wanna get to them not just on value but like the sentimental value. That's piece. exactly it. Yeah. Because you can't put a price on sentimental. No. Exactly. I mean ironically we have to We have to, but, but like you can pull on the hush. Yeah, things. exactly. And especially if it's like a particular watch with certain dials yeah. with the flight. Yeah if you create a community of people who always have that watch then yeah. you create formal of course so it's like developing your own market of course of course that's exactly this it. this is chess this is
0: <laughs> that's, exactly it. that's exactly it yeah and you just keep developing you keep coming up with styles and thing is i've approached certain brands to say like i get i get we get like lawyers reaching out to us telling us to pull stuff down and stuff i find different ways to kind of shut them up mm-hmm. um we've never kind of submitted our books to them because we don't need to Right, and that's something that people should also know. Like, when lawyers reach out to you to do this whole cease and desist stuff, there's ways. You know, they they first and foremost they're going to talk about a trademark, right? Which is what people can see. Yeah. On social media, on websites, there's, those are two different uh, categories as well. So, if you on your website have got uh, an image of a watch that has a brand that is trademarked, or has a logo that's trademarked by a brand or company or Uh, Umbrella Company, that logo, right, if you can blur it out and sell it as a product, but people know what it is, right? But Mm -hmm. you just blurred it out. So that no longer becomes a trademark. So wait, you sell it blurred? No, I don't sell it The image is blurred. The image is blurred. (laughs) The final product isn't. Yeah. So this is what, you know, these are things that, you know, I'd love to share with people, you know, like, use that to your advantage because... These lawyers, they only look at what's on on online, mm-hmm. right? What's on your screen, but what's on the wrist of a cu- customer is his own product. So that's a that's a that's a that's a conversation between you and the end con- customer. Like, what am I going to actually get? Versus what you're displaying online. But because we've created a culture, someone that's coming to the website already knows what's going on. Just mm-hmm. so like, all right, I, I know what they're doing. They, they've because there's some legal stuff that's happened. They've already blurred it out,
1: and you just just be. You know, be smart with the way you label things. How did you gain that knowledge? Because I imagine the first time you got a season So Yeah, like yeah, that, like, yeah.
0: So the first one was from uh, a reputable company, yeah. um, one of the top four companies that any person, any Tom, Dick and Harry would mention. So in one like of those- brand, In like like luxury, uh, yeah, luxury. Yeah, Luxury, yeah, so yeah. we got one of them from from, from someone, um, but the girlfriend I was with at the time, she showed me certain things. She mm. was like a very top lawyer as well. I said, okay, cool. So is that what they do? Is that what they say? Is that how they, okay. He said you don't need to respond to that. I'm like, okay, but you this and, th-. and then she started telling me like keywords and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. So from that relationship, I gained a lot from that relationship from that one. So yeah, sorry yeah. for, you know, if you ever watch this, you know who it is. But um I, I, that was a lot of that was very that was good gems that I, I received. Um and I kind of used that to kind of move around um where I am currently now in the business. Where it's like, I know, you know, recently we got another you know, cease and desist um, and not from, again, one of the top four companies um, and we, again, all we had to do was just do the blurting. And you got to go. And we good to go but they did give us a bit of a problem and they kind of contacted Facebook and oh. got our, con- like, an Instagram and got our thing removed and it was just a whole, you know, a shit show almost but it, was, it kind of put me in a position where it's like, all right, cool. I know how you guys are moving now.
1: We even had an article pulled down from Hypebeast because of it. Crazy. Wow. Crazy, crazy. I feel like those companies, they just, want a, they just want to get paid. They want a check out of it.
0: No. You know what it is? It's the lawyers that they employ. Remember, they're lawyers on retainers. They have to show what they're doing.
1: <laughs> no, but as in like, if you made like a deal or yeah. a collaboration yeah. with the large watch yeah. brand, yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine they'll be more open because then every time you make a sell yeah. to them, they're making money off of it. Of right? course, but they. Yeah. But sometimes they don't. it's, think a, it's a, a, yeah, yeah, it's
0: a it's an old person's mentality that mm. they have. They don't really open. You know, they don't like to. And again, you gotta understand like a lot of these things are like it's like mafia really, and it? it's yeah, like mafia. if you're not one of us, you can't. Happen. Yeah, yes, it can't happen. I mean, if I was like a uh, one of their CEO relatives this will be easy. Mm. Easy peasy. They'll probably tell me, yeah, come on board, you look after that. Great. They'll probably introduce you
1: to their high net worth and um, customers as well.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But you see, the thing is, I'm not taking any, see what they've done Mm. over the years, amazing, amazing. Especially like the most common, you know, luxury watch brand that people kind of say straight away. They've done an amazing job. I watched their marketing strategy from the jump. I looked at it like, I did research obviously cuz I wasn't alive when the company got produced or started but I looked at the story and it was it was amazing marketing bro mm. amazing to the point where it's like I get it why everybody talks about this brand
1: yeah
0: till tomorrow like I get it so yeah man it's just it's just learning so when you're in those kind of circles they want to keep it to their own they don't want to, you go away you know mm. like we created our, this is our this is our little thing you know this is this little thing of ours yeah you yeah. know, that's what it is really for them. Um, and, and they just develop their their company with their people and they just move it around, you know, son, cousin, auntie, uncle, relative, mm-hmm. friend of a friend, friend of a cousin, friend of a brother. We've
1: had dinner for 10 years. We want you to now come in. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, man. One thing I've noticed, you're very much a, um, a student of the game. Yeah, yeah. In the sense that, like, it sounds like you're constantly learning, constantly yeah, developing. every day. So I've got a two-fold question. What areas are you developing mm-hmm. on currently? Mm-hmm. What areas would you say is your strength yeah. as well? Okay. So
0: designing is my strength. I always think about um, how to be creative. Um, that's like every day, pretty much. I look at something, how can I make it better? That's my
1: my thing. And the second question... So like what areas are you developing? And and what are you developing?
0: Area, yeah, what areas I'm developing? I'm, I'm trying to develop a lot more patience mm. as an as a individual. Um, and I'm also trying to develop, um, uh, what's the thing? Um, bringing it, compressing everything to like not confuse myself too much. Go on. So like now I've got this hat company, right? Mm. I've also got a watch customization company, but then I've got, I had a management company i've got that company and got that company so so so, so it's like these things they can distract you and Mm. i'm not saying i'm a one-man band i do employ people but my focus isn't at every single one of those every time so that's what i'm learning how to bring it to your strengths you know um so creating designs is your strength what what are you passionate about watches and also hats because I used to collect hats when I was younger. Now I've got a hat brand myself. So those are the two things, in my opinion, that I um, I'm
1: really trying to develop. Got it. Like, so it's the aim to like take yourself out, but then have people run up. Of course, kind of stuff that's it. That's exactly it. I like That's that. exactly I like it. I like that. So yeah,
0: just um, yeah, it's just it's just taking a bit of time. Yeah. Um, but we'll get there eventually. Because how do you manage your time? as well? Um, how do I manage my time? Mm especially of course so many different things. every that's day me. is different bro yeah. that's that's you know what i i did pray for this mm-hmm. so that's why i don't complain about it um so managing my time is i don't really manage my time i i wake up and i say okay this is a task that i would like to get done mm. sometimes it doesn't get done completely sometimes it gets done partially sometimes it does get done completely it just it's it's my it's all in my mind it's it's just how do i wake up this morning yeah and then that's how I kind of take my day. Sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it isn't.
1: That's so interesting because I feel like you're very strategic. So I'm surprised that you don't have such a prescribed day, day to day.
0: No, I don't. I don't. I actually don't. I, I've actually started, I mean, I started using my calendar more now. Yeah. Before I didn't use it a lot. Mm. I started using it a lot more now. Um, but yeah, a lot of my days, like I kind of have like a overview of what I want done yeah. in general. But then you have to whittle it down, right? you have to break it down like this has to be done, this has to be done so that 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 big image that you've created in your head or that big task that you feel needs to be completed can be actually completed mm. so that's um yeah that's that's kind of how my days go, so it's based on feeling, but also yeah, a bit of strategy, but yeah, more about how I feel today, like what do I need to get done? It's like seeing your room dirty, yeah. you know you wake up, you're like you see it dirty, it's getting dirty there there's like you know what today. I'm just gonna clean my
1: my <laughs> room or, or or clean the floor, you know. Yeah. So that's that's how my days are. Alright, cool. I've got a couple yeah. quick fire questions. Yeah, go go, go go for it. So first one, what's your main source of motivation? Mm. Let's come back to that one. That's a, that's that's, <laughs> a,
0: that's a that's a deep one. It can go different different ways. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, when you think of success, yeah, who comes to your mind? It's crazy. Jay Z does, and I, and there's a deeper story to that. But yeah, Jay Z Jay Z is yeah. my your one yeah Um, what's one piece of advice that you always give to people oh never give up man and and don't let people you see when people tell you you can't do it because I I got that pretty much all of my like zero
1: from zero to like 20 Mm -hmm. when people say you can't do it do it okay if there's one book or film or anything that you've read that changed your perspective what would it be
0: I read a, a book, um, it's um, a derivative of uh, f- the 50 laws. It's the 50 cent one. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, sick. and sick. Yeah. And I read that and did the audio book and that was a very good book. Hustle Harder. Hustle, I, yeah. I
1: think it's h- Hustle Harder.
0: Is it the one that he's, he's doing with the writer of the 50? Yeah, yeah. B- yeah,
1: I think so, I think so. Yeah. That's the one, that's the book. All oh, right, cool. Um, do you remember the motivation one? The source of motivation.
0: Source of motivation. Sometimes I wake up and I say, "Mom, I just want to put you in a better space. That's kind of like... One of my motivations but there's so many like i can i can go on for days with that that one cool man it's a
1: pleasure man. we we have to do part two where can people find you
0: um i've got my instagram personal one it's magno underscore underscore forever so magno m-a-g-n-o underscore underscore forever and then i've got splendor unique and i've got strong wings my hat brand as well um that you can also find we're going to be doing some crazy stuff next year as well um we've done some crazy stuff already i look forward to what what happens uh in the future. Amazing. Thank you, you my brother. Appreciate you.